0: Welcome to the weekly podcast from Harvest Ridge Church in North Ridgeville, Ohio. Our heart's desire is that you would grow in your love and devotion to Jesus Christ and that these messages will strengthen your daily walk. For more information about our church, visit us on the web at www.harvestridge.net. Good morning, Harvest Ridge. How are you guys doing today? Good. Hey, so... Um, wanted to say thank you, for Pastor Jesse, for calling me special. Um, you know, just, my mom calls me it all the time, but, you know, it's uh, Hey, so it is so cool being up with you guys today. This is, um, actually, I was talking to someone, this is my third time preaching uh, on a Sunday, but um, I'm already on the calendar for two other times this year. That means in 2022, I'll be preaching more than my previous three years combined, so that just shows you uh, how desperate they are. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, so it is really cool being here, and so we are working through the prayer of Jabez. That's what we've been doing for the past few weeks, and um, so uh, what, what was kind of cool is um, my my parents are actually leading on mission trips. So Pastor Kevin, Pastor Robin, they are leading a mission trip to the Bahamas, um, and so they left Saturday morning. I drove them over there at 4 a.m. Uh, um, got back to, to sleep at uh, 5.30 by the time I fell asleep. And then um, luckily my wife took care of the baby while I kind of slept. And so, you know, just just a, a long time. But I can only imagine I was, I was comparing my tiredness to flying, getting to the Bahamas, and going on a missions trip. That, was, that must be crazy for them. And so I wanted to say a quick prayer uh, for them and the entire team. They're going to uh, do some... Construction, they're bringing a ton of tools and, and stuff like that to help um, with uh, Builders International. So let, let's pray for the, the Bahamas team. So Jesus, right now we pray uh, that you would, first off, protect them, uh, that they would have a great missions trip, that uh, the the interaction that they would have would um, change the generations to come, um, that that there would be people um, who would hear your name possibly for the first time and that it would be a total life change. Um, And so, Lord, I just pray that the work they do there would not be forgotten. Um, It would not be... you know, wasted, but that it would change both the hearts of the people of the Bahamas, but also uh, the people of the team. I pray that you would help them as well, and uh, please give them an awesome mission trip here. Thank you. In your name, we pray. Amen.) Thank you all for joining in that. So like I said, talking about the prayer of Jabez. And so uh, this mission trip has been known for a few months. And so um, starting in about June or July, uh, my dad brought me into his office, said he wanted me to preach during this time. And we started talking through um, the three different steps of the prayer of Jabez that we wanted to kind of talk through. And so um, I kind of wanted to just recap some of those things, talk through them, uh, just in case you weren't here for one or two of the weeks uh, previous. So um, the first week of the new year, we actually talked about bless me and so um, we were talking about um, how uh, Jabez was a more honorable man It says that he was more honorable than his brothers um, and so we're, we're looking at the blessings that that Jabez was asking of God um, and so first off we see that God honored his blessing because he was more honorable uh, we also see that Jabez was born into pain um and so it could have been a physical pain. Um, it could have been a pain of um, circumstance. So, you know, it could have been a pain of birth because I don't know. So, I was 10 pounds, two ounces. Um, I, was a, I was a big baby turned into a big boy. Um, and, <laughs> and a few weeks ago, actually, I think, I think it might have been last week, my, my dad told the story about how uh, the only words my, my mom ever spoke out in pain during childbirth for all three, my, myself and both myself, sisters was he's big and that was me of course you know it was the as the only words of anger or you know crying out that my mom had um and it was because of these shoulders right here so you know i i would start off being a pain for my mom so you know um but here's the thing Jabez could have been born into a physical pain. It's very much possible. Or it could have been a pain of circumstances. It could have been a pain that was um, maybe the, the father died. Um, maybe uh, there was a rape. Maybe uh, there was the family was poor at that time. Or they were going through a financial struggle. It, there's so many different ways um, that this pain could be interpreted. interpreted. But what we do know is that he was named pain because of whatever circumstance this was. That's a terrible name to name your child. I just hate to say it. Uh, A lot of people have been coming up with some unique names recently. Like when Sam and I were looking up names for our three-month-old daughter, I was like sitting there looking through and I'm like, wow, these are some interesting names. But at the end of the day, none of them were pain. Um, And yeah, I just wouldn't do that. Um, but then another thing that we learned is that Jabez sought the help of God. Jabez sought God for help. And so 1 Chronicles four ten says that Jabez cried out to the God of Israel. Um, it is very hard to get anything or to get what you need if you're not willing to ask for it. And so one thing that we see out of Jabez is that he is willing to cry out to God for help. That's pretty cool to me. Um, and so those are some of the things that we talked about. So we talked about bless me. We talked about keep me or uh, be with me. And then this week we are talking about the keep me portion of this verse. So if you go ahead and throw up first Chronicles and if everybody wouldn't mind standing up on their feet as we read uh, the word of God together. Um, so like I said, we're, we're hitting that final portion up there, but we're going to read the whole thing. So uh, we'll count it down. Three, two, one, go. Oh, that you would bless me indeed and enlarge my territory. Let your hand be with me and keep me from harm so that I will be free from pain. All right, Jesus, I pray that you would be with me today as I speak the words that I think that you have given us. Uh, Lord, I pray that you would open up hearts, that you would open up ears uh, to the things that you want to say. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. All right, you may be seated at this time so we are talking about jabez asking to be kept from pain keep me from pain but first we need to have an understanding of what is pain so i'm certain that people in here you all have a different understanding of what pain is and that's because not everybody has experienced or been educated in pain the same way so for example something that is highly highly tolerable to you may be excruciatingly painful to me you know what i mean like like if i tickle you it may be i'm just joking um but But what I'm saying is everybody has different levels and everybody has a different understanding. Now, we're not just talking physical pain, but we're also talking mental, we're talking spiritual, we're talking emotional pain. Maybe it's the loss of a family member, not just the loss of a body part. You know, there there are so many different types of pain and not everybody has experienced pain in the same way. And so uh, I want to be careful that we don't discount anyone else's pain because we ourselves have not experienced it yet. Um, Just because we haven't been able to put ourselves in that sh- in the shoes of the person does not mean that it's any more or any less painful. Does that make sense? Just because I have gone through that pain doesn't mean that you're going through the exact same pain the exact same way. Does that make sense to everybody? So I want to make sure we're not discounting that. But um, I have felt some physical pain. Um, I, most of the pain I felt in my life has been physical because I was stupid many times. But I also played a lot of sports, um, which when when you have a little bit of stupidity, you have a little bit of athleticism, and then you have someone who's highly competitive, you get injuries. That's kind of what happens. And so what's happened is throughout my years, um, I have experienced different levels of pain that has set a new aptitude for what my tolerance for pain is. So the other day, uh, for example, I was clipping my daughter's fingernails um, and I accidentally caught a piece of her skin when I was doing it. I feel so bad to this day. But here's the thing, she screamed bloody murder, all right? Did it hurt? Absolutely. Do I feel bad about it? Absolutely, I don't, you know, it was like one of the first times that like I made my daughter cry, you know what I mean? I'm saying there's gonna be many more, but... (laughs) (laughs) But I made my daughter cry by clipping part of her skin. She was bleeding. But here's the thing. If I clip my thumb and I catch my piece of my skin, I start bleeding. I'm not going to scream bloody murder. Why? Because I've had other experiences of pain. She hasn't yet. I mean, when I was, um, you know, when I was young, uh, I was in the nursery and... I I used to come here all the time and just chill in the nursery and just play by myself when my parents were working. And at one point I was running and not looking where I was going, that's pretty typical of me, and um, and there was a table, and I like to say at that time I was table height, and um, I just was running and I turned and bam, smashed my head, cut open my eye, got some stitches, you know, that good stuff. So that was a level of pain. Uh, When I was in fifth grade, I was pitching um, at a baseball game, and so I was a amazingly terrible pitcher. I had these moments where I was, I was like a pinch pitcher, but I only did well under pressure, so I would walk three people, load up the bases, and then strike out the next three people. Uh, it, it just about gave my coach, my dad, everybody in the stands a heart attack, but that's just what I did. But so I was a pitcher, and I remember uh, throwing one day, and I had warmed up, I, it wasn't even my first throw, and I must have thrown the wrong way or too hard, and I popped a tendon that's in my elbow, and it broke my growth plate, that's right here, And um, I remember looking at my dad and saying, something's wrong. My arm doesn't feel right. And he goes, just pitch another one. And I was like, he's like, pitch another one, see how it feels. And I was like, this isn't a good idea. So they throw the ball back to me. I go to throw and my arm goes, (laughs) and the ball lands 15 feet before home plate and just rolls to the catcher. And my dad looks at the coach and they go, all right, come on off, you know? (laughs) But here's the thing that set a new level for pain. Then, when I was in high school, um, it was my senior year, actually, and um, I told Matt Yonkoff for service, he said, you're dating me with this story, but uh, it was his first year at Avon Lake, he was actually um, a trainer, and so I was a goalie, so I've been a goalie my entire life felt lots of pain, smashed my head into the poles, that kind of stuff. But it's what happens with sports. And uh, one day, like I said, warmed up. It was just kind of one of those freak accidents. I went to punt the ball. And as I went to punt, I must've just stretched the wrong way. And I tore my hip flexor. Um, And when I did it, I literally felt the, the pop. I felt the tear. And it was like fire. Like, It was immediate, I knew something was wrong, I dropped down to the ground, like yelled out in pain, Um, and then immediately, like I said, I have a decent tolerance for pain, I felt some pain, and I look over at my coach, and my coach is like, get him off the field now. And um, I I go, and before even any of my teammates can get up, I'm like literally up and like walking and like limping, and they're all like, sit down! Like Matt Yonkopf's bringing the the cart around to like cart me off the field. They're all like, sit down! I'm like, I can't, because it's such excruciating pain that I have to like move. Um, And so I ended up tearing that hip flexor, worked on physical therapy. Um, By the way, if you haven't gotten anything, I was really expensive hospital bills for my my parents, all right? Um, But so basically, uh, so that happened. And then one last story. So when I was in college, I, once again, being a goalie, um, I was diving and um, just, one of those freak accidents, went over to the side, and when I did, I jarred and snapped my shoulder out of socket, um, and I tore my labrum in the the process. Um, Ended up popping it back in, and then feeling a ton of pain. Here's the thing, though. Was that pain excruciating? Yes, but I was able to compare it to my hip flexor being torn, and I was like, this is about an eight. My hip flexor was a nine. Uh, and the reason I say that, I haven't said a single 10. No pain has ever been a 10 because I'm always waiting for something to be worse than the hip flexor. You know what I mean? And then what's gonna happen is something's gonna happen and I'm gonna drop that hip flexor down to an eight. My shoulder popping out, that's gonna go to a seven. You know what I mean? And so whenever I go to the doctors and they're like, what's your pain rating at? I'm like, this is kind of a hard question. Currently for me, about a two. And they're like, it's not that bad. I'm like... Ugh. If it's bad enough for me to come in, it's pretty bad. Um, But all I'm saying is that my levels of pain have changed as my experience has grown, it's gotten different. Uh, But one thing I have noticed with pain is that sometimes not all pain is necessarily harmful. Um, We think of pain as something that is negative. We think of pain as something that we want to stay away from. But actually, uh, some forms of pain are very helpful. So I wanted to go through three different forms of pain that are helpful. Uh, And before I start this, I want to pre-state. I I specifically want to talk to two different groups. I want to talk to, to parents, specifically of kids who like have kids still in their home. So under 18, and then I wanna talk to any students who are typically, we don't have very many little kids in here, but under the age of 18. All right, here's the thing. Let's talk to parents first. Pain is a useful tool for education. Um, it is something that needs to happen, and what we've noticed over the past few years is that um, maturity levels have actually gone further than than what they used to be. So the kids who are maturing, they used to mature at the age of 16, are now it's held off that maturity until they're about 22 or 23. Um, so you're seeing kids have the maturity level at. 22 that they should have been gaining when they were 16. Does that make sense? Um, part of this has to do with the levels of protection that we give our kids. And so what I wanted to say real quick to parents as a youth faster as someone who deals with kids seeing them allow kids to experience pain in a healthy and responsible way. Please it is so important if your kid is not doing their homework, is not doing this, please, I beg of you, do not email the teacher asking for extra credit or an extension on the paper. Either let your kid deal with the problem that they cause, let them be responsible for their actions, or let them get the grade that they deserve. I know it's not fun, it's not a comfortable thing, but we have to at some point stop bubble wrapping our kids and we have to allow them to experience some of the pain that they themselves have caused. Another thing is if they commit to something, let's say they commit to uh, the basketball team and, and they wanna quit halfway through, Keep them in that organization. Keep them in that basketball. Why? Because they've already committed to that. Let them feel the pain of what it's like to commit to something that you're not ready for. It's going to set them up so much better in the future. Could you imagine if you go into marriage with the idea of, well, if I'm halfway through, I can just quit. That's a terrible concept. We have to teach them from a younger age to mature, to to grow, and to feel the consequences of their actions and their commitments. Does that make sense, everybody? All right, so if we could do that, I think it would help our generation so much. And now I wanna talk to the under 18. At the same point, when your parents give you the, the options to do that, and then all of a sudden, at one point, they say, hey, don't do that. It's a bad idea it's probably a bad idea, you know what I mean? Uh, most of the time it's because they themselves have felt that hurt, they themselves have felt that pain, and they want to keep you from some sort of trauma or some sort of pain that they themselves have experienced. Like, it's, it's pretty natural for our parents to want to protect us, and so um, don't think of them as keeping you from things, instead keeping them as helping keep you safe from things that they don't want you to experience. Does that make sense to everybody? Uh, We have to start thinking in both levels. We have to notice that parents wanna protect us, but at the same point, we also have to notice that kids need pain in order to grow. Um, So, like I said, pain is helpful. And so, um, some of the different ways that pain um, is helpful is that first off, pain serves as a warning. So, um, if you have ever touched anything that is hot, All right, let's say you touch a pan, you touch the oven, you touch the stove, you touch a burner, something like that. Your initial feeling is pain, and then what do you typically do with your hand? You you whip it away, right? You back up because it caused you pain. If you uh, go to like step on a Lego or something like that, your immediate reaction is to back up. You don't typically like, oh, let me jump on that more. No, you don't do that kind of stuff because you don't embrace that pain, you back up because that pain is a warning. Um, Here's the thing it's going to get worse if you ignore that warning. So if the oven is on and I reach in and I touch the hot rack and I don't remove my hand, is the damage gonna be worse if I hold on to it or if I let go of it? It's gonna be worse if I hold on to it, right? The, the pain is warning us of something that is worse. Does that make sense? So pain serves as a warning. The next thing that pain serves as is a reminder, all right? So have you ever said, I never want that to happen again after you felt a pain. I know I have. I've definitely felt that pain before where I say, I never want that. Maybe it's a financial pain in which you do something that's stupid and you go, I don't ever want that again. For example, um, so when I was in college, uh, I, I would like to start the story by saying this was the longest school zone I've ever seen in my entire life, all right? It was like a quarter mile long. It's not my fault in the slightest. I'm just joking. But, Here's the thing. Uh, I was in college, and right outside my college, right down the road, was a school, and um, typically a school zone ends, and you see like, the line across the road, and you see like the school's sign. Well I saw that, but I wasn't fully paying attention, and it was just like a school crossing. And so I thought, after this long distance, I figured, oh, it's fine to start speeding up. And so I started speeding up. Like, When I tell you there were houses on both sides, I mean, typically you don't see a school zone go past many houses on the school side. Anyways, it doesn't matter. Um, I'm just making excuses for why I was speeding. Um, I ended up speeding up because I thought I had passed the boundary of the school zone. Um, And I ended up getting pulled over going 39 in a school zone, which is a big no-no. It's almost double Um, And yeah, I felt the pain of the $350 ticket in Texas Um, I also felt the pain of the points on my license and I felt the pain of um, I was literally sitting there I was going I could have bought a brand new PlayStation 4 for this money (laughs) I remember feeling that and I go and I just wasted it. I wasted it I felt the pain, and the pain serves as a reminder. And you know what? Whenever I'm in a school zone, guess what I'm doing? I'm going 19 miles an hour. I'm that person that you're sitting there going, why are they going so slow? I'm going that slow because I don't want that pain again. Does that make sense to everybody? Pain serves as a reminder. And so in the Bible, we see in Genesis 32, we see Jacob uh, was, was given a painful reminder. And so that night, Jacob got up and took two of his wives and two of his female servants and his 11 sons and crossed the ford of the Jabbok. So he crossed over the river with... So he allowed everybody to... to go across the river, and he himself stayed behind, right? So Jacob stayed behind. After he'd sent them across with the stream, he sent over all of his possessions. So Jacob was left alone, and a man wrestled with him till daybreak. That was one of those things where it was just like, the dude just showed up, and he's like, yeah, you know, these these hands are rated E for everybody, and um, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. All right. so (laughs) That's not in my notes. I'm sorry. All right. So when the man, sorry. So Jacob, verse 24. So Jacob was left alone and a man wrestled with him until daybreak. When the man saw that he could not overpower him, he touched the socket of Jacob's hip so that his hip was wrenched was wrenched as he wrestled with the man. Then the man said, let me go for it, is, uh, for it is daybreak. But Jacob replied, I will not let you go unless you bless me. The man asked, what is your name? Jacob, he answered. Then the man said, your name will no longer be Jacob, but Israel, because you have struggled with God and humans and have overcome. Here's the thing, for the rest of Jacob, now Israel's life, he walked with a pained, a pained hip. He, he had pain in his hip. Why? Because it served as a reminder of the time in which he wrestled with God and man and he overcame. That's pretty cool. Not only that, but his name was then changed to something that would be a forever reminder for the Israelites. So he had an entire people group named after him. Um, if he wouldn't have wrestled with God and man and overcome, they could have been called the Jacobites. Um, but instead, this is just a little pun. Um, but instead... They, they are known as the Israelites because he had wrestled with God. So that is a constant reminder of, of the fight. Does that make sense? All right. Last pain that is helpful is that pain is proof of hard work. Um, pain is proof of hard work. I don't know if there is anyone in this place who is a small business owner or maybe you're like a manager, like you, you've risen to the top. Is anyone in the building a small business owner, manager, or anything like that? All right, we have a few. All right, here's the thing. Do you get to become a successful business manager or a higher up in a company by just coasting through life and chilling? No, No. what happens? Hard work. That is how, and sometimes hard work is painful. That's what happens. Hard work is hard work because it's hard. You know what I mean? It is painful. It's not easy to put in all those hours, to put in all that time. It's not easy to do that but we see the fruit that comes from our hard work and often it has to happen through pain. Um, Another thing is, so if you know Jabez's name, um, his name is pain, we talked about it earlier. And so uh, 1 Chronicles 2, 54 through 55 says this. Um, So if, if, if you remember, in the beginning or in in that first passage so that uh first chronicles 4 uh it says and indeed large my enlarge my territory so i was reading a commentary i was doing some studying and a a few commentaries and a few books kept highlighting this verse right here and the clans of the scribes who lived at what jabez that's that's pretty close name actually it's the exact name of the guy that we're talking about so a lot of them highlight the same person. So it's very much likely that the clans, the scribes who lived at Jabez, that's actually the city or the territory that Jabez asked to be enlarged. And so because of that, he had literally people, he had, he had scribes living in a city that was named after him. Um, do you think that that was easy? Do you think that was painless? No, it, it's not. It, you don't name a city pain. Unless it's Painesville, then I guess you do name a city Paine. But, sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Here's the thing. Uh, you don't name a city just randomly Payne, but you would more often name it after someone who changed the name of Paine. And so uh, we see Jabez here, possibly this is his enlarged territory, and that probably came with Paine. Um, another way that pain is proof of hard work is uh, marriage. Just kidding. Marriage is so easy. It's the easiest thing in the world. Don't worry about it. It's chill. It's cool. No. Pain, pain is a pain. Or sorry. Marriage is a pain. All right. And can I get an agreement? Is marriage pain? Yes. yes. All right. And all the married people said, yes, it is. Despite the angry looks of the wives going like this. Now, here's the thing. Um, if I am serving my wife... The way that she deserves to be served if i am laying down the things that i want and serving her and if she is doing the same to me if she's giving me the things that i need instead of the things that she wants we're serving each other we're loving each other it is a pain for each one of us but it is a fruitful when we get together it is it is it is pros, it is prosperous when We both serve and love the way that we deserve to be served and loved. Does that make sense? When I don't think of myself and I think of her and when she doesn't think of herself, she thinks of me, we produce fruit, right? And so what we want to see is we want to see pain that produces fruit. Does that make sense to everybody? We want to see pain that produces fruit. Now, here's the thing. Not every single type of pain produces fruit. And this is kind of the flip side of what I've been talking about right now. And so we're kind of moving into this. But there's some pain that is just inherently damaging. That's just what it is. And so, uh, for example, if I cheat on my wife, if I cheat on Sam, that is a pain that is inherently damaging. Does that make sense? So there's, there's a difference between a pain that is serving and fruitful and one that is destructive now can we work through that can can we work on our forgiveness can we do all that kind of stuff absolutely but at the end of the day that is far more damaging than it would be to just serve and love the way that god designed does that make sense everybody so so now we're looking at this destructive type of pain and so uh, it brings up the question uh, what kind of pain does Jabez want kept from him? Because he he says, keep me from harm so that I will be free from pain, right? Keep me from harm so that I'll be free from pain. So what are the two different types of pain that Jabez wants kept from him? The first one is to be kept from a pain that is harmful. So we just talked about this. Some pain is inherently harmful. Um, So for example, uh, let's say cleaning your house and, and vacuuming, doing the dishes, dusting, all that kind of stuff, you know, weeding the garden you know mowing the lawn that is all like hard work and it's pain but it makes your house beautiful it makes your house nice makes it livable that kind of stuff right that is a pain however if your house burns down in a fire that is a different kind of destructive pain does that make sense so so what we're talking about is not a pain that brings fruit once again like what we're talking about in marriage we're talking about a pain that is destructive and so um i I think i think of this uh for a second and so we we have a baby girl sam and i and her name's fallon and she is just turned three months old and um, so our first night back at home i have no idea how to be a dad i'm worried out of my mind whatever and it's like four in the morning i think it was maybe like three in the morning and i wake up for her feeding um and so i'm sitting downstairs holding her i just fed her tried burping her still don't know how to burp very well Sometimes vomit comes out, you know, it's just that. But anyways, so all I'm saying is I'm sitting down there on the couch, and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and turn on some TV. I'm going to turn on some Netflix. We don't have cable, so it's pretty much just Hulu or Netflix or whatever, right? And so I turn on Netflix, and I see the movie Gladiator pop up, and I'm like, I like Gladiator, you know what I mean? Um, And so I'm sitting there, and I'm watching Gladiator, and I have my daughter asleep in my arms, and I realize, and it dawns on me, My daughter's first movie ever is Gladiator. (laughs) Yeah, you know what I mean? (laughs) I'm sitting there and I'm like, but then I was like, oh my gosh, my daughter's first movie is Gladiator. Are you kidding me? Like, what kind of parent am I? And I'm like, she's not going to remember this. It's all right. So, um, (laughs) but here's the thing. Um, in Gladiator, sorry, that's not just some random tangent. In Gladiator, what happens is there's this moment in which um, the, the um, what do they call him? Um, the the main character, basically. Uh, yes. And so he is in the Coliseum. He's in the arena. And they, at one point during one of its fights, they release a bunch of, like, tigers to, like, Back him into a corner, try and kill him while he's fighting somebody or whatever. But that was like a real thing that they did. They in Colosseum in Coliseum and in those arenas in the fighting pits with the gladiators, they would um, they they would release lions and and starved animals in order to like maul and, and kill these people. And so what I what I started thinking of was um, I think it's a pretty understandable prayer for us to to pray, to say, God. Help me defeat this lion that's in front of me. Help me defeat this bear that's in front of me and survive and, and, and get out of this situation alive. That's a pretty understandable prayer. What do you guys think? Like if you're in a situation, um, it could be any kind of pain. Maybe it's your, your, the loss of your job or something like that. And you're saying, God, help me through this moment. Help me, you know, help provide for me. Help protect me. Help, help with whatever else I need. It, that's a pretty understandable prayer. Are we in agreement with that? That's not what Jabez is praying, though. Jabez is praying something that's much more dangerous. He's saying, keep me from harm. So it's not help get me through harm. It's actually protect me from getting in harm in the first place. It's not let, let me see your blessing as I walk through harm. It's actually bless me by never letting me be in that possibility in the first place. And the reason I say that this is a dangerous and this is a tough prayer is because this is a prayer that's based solely on faith. You have to solely believe and trust in a God that's keeping you out of situations before you were ever in them in the first place. That is a hard type of faith to deal with. Because here's the thing, we don't see the mess because we've already avoided it because of God's protection. So we were talking about it in our life group uh, this past week. All right, it was, I think it was last week, but whatever it was, we were talking about how sometimes the protection that we have, we don't even see it. So like your, your car gets an extra 15,000 miles on it when it was supposed to die. That's a type of protection that we don't see, but we have to have faith and trust that God is doing it. Does that make sense? Um, maybe there's an accident and, and some sort of delay happened and you know, God is protecting us from that accident in the road. He, maybe it's for timing-wise or from us being in an accident. Here's the thing. At some point, we have to trust that God is protecting us when we ask for that protection. So what Jabez is praying for is he's praying to be kept from harm. He has faith. He's asking to be protected from harm. All right? So the next type of pain that Jabez is asking to be kept from is keep me from causing pain to others. Keep me from causing pain. So um, I don't typically read it, but as I was doing my, my sermon prep, um, here is the New King James Version, so the NKJV. Um, and I'll just, I'll just start on the, the passage that we're looking at. Um, that your hand would be with me and that you would keep me from evil that I may not what? cause pain. That you would keep me from evil, that way I may not cause pain. So now this is a difference, because what, what was Jabez's name again? Pain. So Jabez grew up in a painful situation, whatever it was, and he was being reminded constantly of his pain of his uprising, he, he, of his circumstance, whatever it was, he was a constant reminder. His name was a constant reminder. That is like my parents naming me hospital bills. You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> you know, I talked about all those injuries earlier. That is like my, my parents naming me hospital bills or headache. You know what I mean? Or like, I don't know, my, my sister's smelly butt or something like that. I don't know, whatever, whatever it is. Whatever the circumstance is, it's a terrible name, right? But what Jabez realizes is that he um, was born into this uh, circumstance of pain, whatever it was, and he realizes that he doesn't want to be the cause of pain again. So he asks, may I not cause pain? That means with your words, that means with your actions. James talks about how, how our tongue cannot be controlled by humans, so, so what he's going to be what, he, what he's actually referring to is the fact that we need to rely on god to help us rein in our tongues that way we may not cause pain this is a real thing because i don't ever want to be the reason and, and I've, I've stated this so many times um i don't ever want to be the reason why someone walks away from god i don't ever want to be the reason why someone says i don't, I don't want the jesus that he's selling and so I don't want to be the cause of pain. How much more pain is it for someone to walk away from faith than it is for me to suck it up in one moment of me being uncomfortable? Does that make sense to everybody? Jabez is asking to no longer be the cause of pain. And you know what this, this takes? It takes a, a clarity that there is a cycle of pain and, and he wants to be the end of it. There's a cycle of pain. Um, like I said, it could have been Um, Pain with his parents. It could have been a financial pain. It could have been whatever, but he's asking to be different Um, And so here here's with us. I Don't want you guys to be the cause of pain and I instead I want you to be the ender of the cycle of pain And if the band wants to come on out at this time, um, here's the thing You don't have to continue the abuse cycle You don't have to continue the the poverty cycle you don't have to continue the alcohol or, or, or the, um, I don't know, whatever else, the pride, maybe it's pride in your family um, where no one can admit that they're wrong. That's a terrible thing to live with. That's a terrible thing to throw on your kids. Be the end of the cycle. Be the end, be the change that you want to see. Don't just sit there and wish for change. That is one of the worst things that I've seen out of so many people in, in, in this generation currently. I'm not talking about you know, the 12 to 15 year olds. No, I'm talking about this generation of people as a whole is that people wish for change and they're not willing to step out and be the cause for change to be different. You know what I mean? Like be the difference. Um, that's one of the things that we talked about at, at camp this past year with our, with our high school students. And it, it was really cool. Um, we were sitting around with all of our boys. We had, uh, I think it was like close to like 25 maybe 30 boys at high school camp and it was phenomenal and so we're in a small group after and we're all sitting there and we're talking about some of the things that we don't really like in the youth group and and we're talking about some of these things and um and one of the students goes well we just need to be different we need to create what we want to see and i was sitting there i was like A 16 year old boy is gonna say that we need to stop this pain and we need to be a change for pain. That is beautiful, that is awesome, that is from God. And so I'm sitting here and I'm like, yes, we need to be the change that we wanna see in the world. Don't just wish it, end the cycle. And so Jabez realizes that he needs to end the cycle of pain. So he says enough, he says enough. I don't wanna be the cause of pain anymore. So here's some of my last thoughts. How do we end the cycle of pain? How do we do this? So the first thing is that we have to have faith and we have to pray like Jabez did. We have to do this. Jabez asked for blessing. He asked for his territory to be enlarged. He asked that God would be with him, but he also asked that he would be the stopping point for pain, and we have to do that. We have to step out in faith. Um, this is something since I said June or July, um, when, when we started talking about it, um, trying to plan through this and I started reading through this prayer of Jabez and it's become something that I do on a weekly basis where I sit there and I just incorporate this into my prayer Um, this isn't to say holier than thou you know like I'm not saying that I'm so much better what I'm saying is I've sat there and I've realized that this is a really great thing to pray through It is really great to pray for blessings, to pray for an enlarged territory, to pray that God would be with me, and also that God would keep me from pain. I don't wanna be the cause of pain. So you gotta have faith like Jabez. Um, Actually, in Matthew 6, Matthew 6, 13, during the Lord's Prayer, Jesus says this line, "'Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil.'" How great of a prayer is that? Don't you want to be kept away from temptation? Don't you wanna be delivered from the, from the evil one? That, that is a phenomenal prayer. And so that takes faith. It, it's hard to step out like that. Uh, the next way that, that we can end the cycle of pain is to belong in a community that loves the way that God intended. Yes. Here's the thing. We are created to be in community with one another that loves and serves and, and is willing to sacrifice for one another. That's how we're created. That's how we're made. And so um, we have to hold each other accountable for our actions. We have to do this. And so one of the best ways that we have here at Harvest Ridge is we have life groups. We heard about them earlier uh, with Pastor Jesse. Get in a life group. Hold each other accountable. Love each other the way that God intended. Right? Love each other the way God intended. Be in a life group. Um, so a few years ago, uh, there was some craziness that happened and we had a group of men um get together and it was it actually started with pastor caleb our kids pastor he wasn't the kids pastor at the time and he said i want to get together a group of young married men who would meet um, and eat breakfast and be in community with one another here's what happened someone that was around our age um, cheated on his wife and wrecked his family, wrecked his relationships, uh, created all this turmoil in the process. And so what Pastor Caleb and what our group decided to do is that we were going to create the change that we wanted to see. We were gonna hold each other accountable. We are gonna be different. We are gonna be good husbands. We are gonna be people who uh, would, would rise up instead of falling down. And so um, when one of us was weak, when one of us was in pain, we would carry the other person with us. And so here's the funny thing. Um, the only time that we could all meet together as a group was on Saturday mornings at about 6.30 a.m. So Saturday mornings, for some of you guys, you guys are like, oh, I'm awake at 4 a.m., it's really not a big deal. You're crazy, all right, first off, if you're awake at 4 a.m., all right, unless you have a child, you know, whatever. But, so we would meet at 6.30 a.m. at a different breakfast spot, typically about once a month, sometimes more, sometimes less, and um, we would sit there and just be in community and fellowship with one another because we saw the pain That one guy caused and we said we're going to be different does that make sense so i don't know what is painful in your life i don't know what you need to say this needs to stop the buck stops with me i don't know what it is but at some point you got to say it's done i'm ending this cycle so what we're going to do is we are going to sing a song at the end and what i want you to do is while we're singing i don't just want you to sing the words i don't just want you to sit there and, and just you know dance along with the tunes but i do want you to Think about that pain that you need to bring an end to uh, the pain that you need others to lift you up with So we're gonna go ahead and sing